Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the daily fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw joining me today. Chase, how you feeling? I could be feeling better, honestly. It's, it's I'm not sick or anything. Just my allergies are kicking the shit out of me today. I don't know why. I just can't breathe and and you know coughing up a lung, just just random mucus and shit. I'm sure this is a great introductory to the show for everybody, but it's it's just been rough for me this morning. Oh, that's great. So that means both hosts of the Bulls broadcast are just doing fantastic because uh, I woke up about three hours too early because my family's doing a little construction in our house and it's right above my bed. So woke up a little early and Chase, I am in the recording room. And as you know, once it gets uh, summertime, once it starts getting hotter, the room starts to heat up a bit. Yeah. It's right over the garage. So you know, if if any of you know, if a room is above the garage, it's always going to match the temperature outside. So if it's cold out, it's going to be cold. If it's hot out, it's going to be hot. So a little uncomfy in this room. Uh, there's a fan next to me, but of course, don't want that blowing because it'll just absolutely destroy the quality of the mic. But, you know, we're going to push through it, Chase. We're strong, strong boys. You know, we, we <laughs> drank our milk. We've got a lot of calcium in our bones. We're strong. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess we're strong boys. I don't know how to react to that. You were very quiet there. That's weird. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing it's just through my Skype, not through uh, your audio. We'll have to see when I get an edit. But Chase, <laughs> on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we're going to be talking about uh, the playoffs and kind of how, you know, we've got our matchup determined. Uh, we also need to talk about how I'm incredibly intelligent. And how I predicted the winner of the, uh, what is it? The the East Division? Yes, the East Division. So, or no, Central. Central Division, excuse me. 
So we got to talk about that because I am just so incredibly smart. Um, and then we also looking at the Dallas games, the upcoming Florida games, talk about Matthews McDavid because some more big stuff going on and, you know, just a bunch of stuff out there. Also a U18 tournament recap, but Chase, we'll start off with the playoffs. The matchups have been finalized, and that is because the Carolina Hurricanes, they have uh, won enough games to solidify first place in the Central. Who would have guessed that? Oh, me. That's right. Um, And that means Tampa and Florida, they will be facing each other in round one. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to pump your tires any more than you already pumped them yourself, so we're going to move on from that point. But it's going to be exciting. It's the first time that Tampa and Florida are playing each other in the playoffs. Uh, it, it's going to be, you know, a pretty good matchup because this is a really talented Florida team. Obviously, we know where our Tampa Bay Lightning stand. We'll be getting Stamkos and Kudrov back for the playoffs. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a, a hard matchup. It's going to be far from easy, but this is something, you know, that Tampa definitely can win. And we're going to kind of, you know, preview it more as we get closer. But I'm super excited. And Chase, you know, the one thing that I love, I love that. Our, our fellow neighbors up north, the Canadians, they're always saying, oh, hockey's Canada's game and, uh, you know, Canada rules hockey or whatever. But last Stanley Cup was between Dallas and Tampa. And, yes, there are Canadians on the team. I will give you that. Um, but Tampa versus Dallas and last Stanley Cup finals. Now in the very first round, two of the top teams in the league, both down in Florida, going to be going up against each other. So uh, I just love that. You know, how many years has it been since a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup? Like 24, I think it is, or 25? 1993. Yeah, so... Uh, I love it personally. Uh, I love the little rivalry that we have with each other. I know that uh, I saw a lot of Canadians talking up the U18 World Junior Team after what went down on Thursday night. Uh, You know, we were all talking up the U20 Team of America when we saw what went down in December. So I I just love that little rivalry. And anytime I can bring it up, I'll do so. No, I'm right with you there, man. 100%. All right, let's move on to a game review, Chase. We've got two games against Dallas here, and these are the last two games of the regular season before we hop into our preview matchup of the playoffs against the Florida Panthers and then eventually get into the actual playoff matchup against the Florida Panthers. So these two matches, um, we split. Not a big deal. Um it's not like it was really going to have huge implications on our team. And when you don't have Stamkos and Kucherov, you know, you, you don't expect, I guess, the best. But this first game, only 44 total shots on each side, but we did end up taking it. Yeah, you know, a good way to come out with a win in that low scoring or low shooting affair, I should say, not low scoring. Tampa put six in that, in that span. Uh, you know, a, a guy who got a goal in this game. Tyler Johnson, you know, he was on a, I want to say like a 20, I don't know the exact number, but it was in the 20s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, game goal drought. So it was good that Tyler Johnson was able to score that. Maybe he can kind of get some momentum rolling and kind of carry that through the playoffs because he's a guy that, you know, he he was a very key player for this Tampa Bay Lightning team for many years. And the last, you know, year or two, it just kind of, it's kind of slowed down, kind of faded out. And if he can be a key like, piece for these playoffs, then that, that's just going to, you know, bolster this team even more. But, uh, you know, another name that we've been talking about a lot this year, uh, more and more recently, Ross Colton gets his ninth goal of the year. He's just been playing awesome. It's going to cause for a very tough decision to be made come expansion time. Uh, he's going to have to be exposed, if I'm not mistaken. So you're, you're going to have to, you know, decide if you want to 
protect him or if you want to do like an Andre Pilat or Alex Kalorn. Uh, so Tampa's got some tough decisions, but yeah, you know, it's just another really game where those depth guys just keep stepping up and that's what we need going into playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. In Dallas, they had one of their star players step up and Tyler Sagan. He's been missing for most of the year with an injury. Uh, he comes back, gets his second goal of the season, which is kind of crazy to think because uh, obviously we know there's injuries, but just seeing that Tyler Sagan only has two goals on the season. That's still kind of a, a shocking thing to think about. Yeah. You know, he's, he's only played three games. Uh, so like, obviously it's reasonable, but it, it definitely is weird when you're, you know, you, you look at like Ross Colton have nine, Eric Chernock having five, uh, you know, just like from this game, just you see, you see these guys that are obviously nowhere near the level of Tyler Sagan and them having more goals. It's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, for sure. And then we move on to our next game. This one was May 7th. Uh, this one, instead of Vasilevsky, we saw Curtis McElhinney, and it didn't really go our way as the Dallas Stars took it 5-2. to two. Yeah, you know, the, the fake big rig got the opening goal to start the game. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but, you know, is, is what it is. Uh, you know, Curtis McElhinney, he's obviously, you know, he's just kind of here to Make, make sure Vasilevsky doesn't get too tired in the regular season and stay healthy. Uh, come playoff time, McElhinney will not be playing as long as Vasilevsky's good to go. So, you know, no harm, no foul. I imagine McElhinney plays at least one of these next two games and Vasilevsky gets the other. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously see tonight when, while, you know, we're talking. You guys already know the outcome. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if McElhinney gets in that game or if he plays on Monday. Um, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't play at least one, though. Yeah, for sure. And Joe Pafelski and Rupe Hintz, they had themselves a game against our Tampa Bay Lightning in this one. Uh, it almost reminds me of what we do. And Eshel, uh, you know, recently started picking Eshel back up. Uh, leading goal scorer for Mike. Leading point scorer for Chase. We got our buddy Cam and John playing as well. They they both attempted goalie. And that oh, didn't God. really work out very well. Um, you could say maybe it was a similar performance to uh, Curtis McElhinney this game or Jake Ottinger in the last game. Probably more like Jake Ottinger in the last game. We only had, Correct. I think it was 20 shots or 22 shots, and he let up six. But, uh, yeah, it, it really isn't going well on that end. But like I was saying, Pavelski, Rupe Hintz having themselves a game, four points for Pavelski and Rupe Hintz putting up three himself. Yeah, you know, I, I love Rupe Hintz. I, I've talked about him before, and he, he's someone that, I you know, I was really kind of clamoring for. Like, he should have been a higher pick come draft day, and, I mean, he's turning into a, you know, kind of a young superstar in our eyes. He's just looking better and better, you know, as the season goes along. Uh, you know, his, his point totals are at 43 points for 41 games. You know, the fact that he's doing that without Tyler Sagan in the lineup, it just shows that this kid's got a lot of talent. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him as much as, you know, I, I want to root for Arkan be lightning, not the Dallas Stars. I'm, I'm happy to see him scoring or someone scoring. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, next up, we've got the Florida Panthers. Uh, we've got a game against them today on Saturday. We are recording a little bit early because it is Mother's Day tomorrow. So if you're listening and you happen to be a mother, I hope you had an amazing Mother's Day. If you're not a mother, I hope you gave your own mother just the most fabulous day because mothers are what... You really make the world go round. And Chase, unfortunately, your mom, she doesn't want to see you, but rather bask in the Florida sun. I don't blame her. Um, I mean, Florida sun or Chase, you know, that's a pretty easy decision. But yeah. uh, Florida sun, her favorite sun. Just, you know, which one do you go with? And she chose the Florida sun. So bold decision, but I'll, I'll remember that. Well, we were talking Florida or Chase, not Florida or Tyler. 
<laughs> Tyler is that's that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, Chase, we've got the Florida game coming up tonight. We've got another game coming up against them. Uh, I think it's Monday, and this is a series that is gone. You know, it's been a little bit of split. A little bit of a split. Three three. Three three. There we go, Chase. Nice job. And it's it's a team that's good. We've talked about it before. We talked about it uh, somewhat recently that this team has surprised us over this year, um, and they're going to be even better next year with Anton Lundell, but we're looking this year. What do we expect in these next two games? Um, is is this going to be a kind of boring, not boring, but a little bit of a slower series, not trying to pull out all the stops, trying to save some mystery for the playoff series? Yeah, I don't expect it like kind of like balls to the wall or anything like that. You know, I... I think it's still going to be a competitive game. These two teams aren't just going to let each other get off easy, but they're they're also going to try to prepare themselves because they know they're going to be matching up here again in you know like a week from now. So they're going to kind of you know absorb what they can from the other, formulate a game plan, take it into playoffs. Um, it, it'll probably be a one one split, like finish the series four to four. You know, one team might take two, but it really doesn't matter who wins at this point. I mean, it's not going to really change anything. These two are playing each other, is what it is. Um, I, I'm just, you know, it's going to be a nice little kind of precursor to whatever the playoffs could be, you know? Well, I will say at this point, we need Tampa to get a win in regulation, at least one win in regulation to keep home ice advantage over Florida. So I would like to see at least one win in regulation. If there's two wins, great. If there's a win and an overtime loss, great. But uh, right now, if we were to lose one, and get a win in overtime or lose two, then Florida would have the home ice advantage. So I'm really hoping that Tampa can just take tonight's game nice and quick, and then we can move on and look forward to a home ice advantage against the Florida Panthers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be nice. But at the same time, with you know such limited fans, it's like it'll be the end of the world. I think they'll be able to to survive with, without it. But of course, yeah. I mean, if you can get this first round, how much fans might as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking a lot of stuff. But the main thing, a U18 tournament recap. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres of the Hockey Podcast Network. Things are not going very well in Saberland uh, this season or really for the past 10 years or so. However, we here at Straight Up Sabres are so excited to keep bringing you guys the latest Sabres news with everything ranging from interviews with some of your favorite Twitter follows all the way up to former players and everything in between. We have got you covered with your weekly coverage of the Buffalo Sabres. That's right. We got a lot coming up uh, through the rest of the season and into the offseason. Who's going to coach the team next year? Uh, is Kevin Adams going to have a new boss? Will he be a president of hockey operations? Will there be an assistant GM? Are they going to fill out their scouting staff? How many times will I cry next year? Maybe zero. I'm dead inside. Will Jack Eichel be here? Sam Reinhardt going to get extended? You know, all this and more on Straight Up Sabres. Exciting stuff. So make sure you're checking us out wherever you're listening to podcasts and following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. All right, and we are back, Chase. Let's start off with a little bit of 
some updates. Some updates for the two players we mentioned in last episode, that being McDavid and Matthews. Uh, we'll start with McDavid because he hasn't achieved 100 points yet, but he is only four points off, and they have four games remaining on that Edmonton schedule. So it sure seems like Connor McDavid is going to put up a massive 100 points through only a 56-game season. This is obviously, like, a stretch to happen. I would have loved for him to just put up four points a game, so 16 total points in the season, and have, a, like, a two-point-per-game season. That, that that would be awesome. Obviously, you know, that, that's going to be a bit lofty. So if he can crack 100, I mean, that's still there. just ridiculous. Even if he stayed at 96, it's still a ridiculous season. Uh, so, you know, you know, good for McDavid. He's the best player in the world. You know, must be nice, right? It, it kind of reminds me of me and Ishul, but... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's absurd what he's been doing. And I know that I think it was it for his 400th game or, or 400th point Crosby beat him to it or something in their career. Um, well, it was for going into McDavid's 400th game. He was one point behind Crosby at the four, uh, Crosby's 400 game. Like thing, he was one point behind Crosby. Right. Which is asinine to think about because it seems like McDavid has been just on another level from everyone else especially this season but even the last couple of seasons so to see that he was behind Crosby you just got to think damn was Crosby good in his prime he still is very good still putting up over a point per game but uh, definitely a shock for me when I saw that he was a point behind Sidney Crosby there yeah I gotta agree because I mean he's just been scoring at will really since he's coming to the league but you got to remember you know when Crosby came in that was right when the NHL really started becoming a more of a scoring league again and we saw a lot more frequent you know 100 plus point guys and I mean we saw rookies doing it consistently and it's been who the hell I don't even know how long it's been since a rookie's put up over 100 points it might have been all the way back to uh like Crosby in Ovechkin kind of area but it, it still is just ridiculous nonetheless. I mean, McDavid's are pretty high up already in, in the NHL for points per game in a career so far. Um, it, it's just been impressive what he's done, and he's going to continue to just get better and better. For sure. And, Chase, let's now talk about our favorite American currently in Toronto, and that would be Austin Matthews. Very first player to score 40 goals in less than 50 games since the 2000 season. That's crazy. 21 seasons since then and or 20 seasons since then, whatever it is, whatever the math is. And he does it. <coughs> yeah. And the last one to do it is my favorite player of all time, Pavel Burry, actually. So that's uh, a that's a pretty good name to be in company with. Um, Matthews is, you know, he's had a fantastic season. And, you know, we're talking about these two guys they are playing in the Canadian division. Does it have, you know, something to do with this? If, if, if very well might, you know, playing in the Canadian division, having some more opportunities to score, it could be a thing. But regardless, it's the NHL. Everybody's still a good player, and it's still just incredibly impressive, you know, each thing that, that these two men and, I mean, their teammates as well have done because it, it's just ridiculous, really. Yeah, absolutely. And when you see performances like this and you look over to the U18 World Junior Championships, you see performances on a similar level. And we'll talk about that here in a sec. But first, Chase, let's talk about TNT as they're trying to fill a Charles Barkley type of role for their upcoming NHL broadcast. Yeah, they, they are. And, you know, when, when you think of Charles Barkley, you know, he, he's an NBA legend. Uh, he's a good personality on the show. Uh, you're like, okay, who who could the NHL be trying to get for there? Who could TNT be trying to get that for, say? And that's Wayne Gretzky. So Wayne Gretzky, you know, it, it's not impossible. Obviously, if there's, you know, like, inform information out about it, it it's definitely a non-zero chance. 
So we, we might see Wayne Gretzky on, on broadcast here, which would be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. You know, Gretzky's obviously not a, like a limelight type of guy. He, he was a pretty low key superstar, but you know, he, he's the best in the game to do it for a reason. He holds all the records. It would be awesome to kind of get his analysis on a nightly basis, you know? So you'd like seeing Wayne Gretzky on the show? Yeah, I would. I just, I think I'd be bored. Like, from everything I've seen from Wayne Trey and all his interviews and everything like that, uh, Wayne Gretzky, not Wayne Simmons, um, (laughs) I I don't know. I just, he seems very monotone and just doesn't really get amped for much. So, I mean, obviously, Gretzky is one of the faces of hockey, one of the faces of the NHL, alongside the likes of, you know, Gordie Howe and uh, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid now. Um, one of those guys that is an icon. But to be on a broadcast, I feel like you got to have a little extra something, and I don't know if he has that. To fill the Barkley role, he doesn't have to necessarily be an exuberant type of guy. He just has to kind of really know his stuff. And obviously, you know, Gretzky knows his stuff. So, you know, for for that type of role, I, I have no issue with it. If he was going to be a, a color guy, you know, different story because you'd be hearing him all through the game. Whereas this, you're going to hear him pregame, postgame talking about stuff. And you could have this whole other cast that are these uh, illuminating figures and then have this guy, you know, be the knowledge, the brains of it all, you know. Um, and, and and just before, before you say something, like, what's different than what we currently see in broadcast nowadays anyway? I mean, most of the broadcasts are boring as shit as it is. Yeah, but we want ESPN to be better. And I was going to say, okay, well, we want TNT to be better. (laughs) (laughs) We, we want everything to get better. So I'm not trying to regress. I'm not trying to be the same. There's a reason that these guys paid a bunch of money to get the NHL. Uh, they're like, you know, whatever for the, for the big deal with the NHL, they paid a lot. So they need to make it bigger and better. If they don't, then the NHL is going to be like, all right, our viewership numbers are down because Wayne Gretzky's boring. We're going to go back to NBC with Patrick Sharp. I don't know. Give me something. And I was also going to say, does Barkley even know his stuff? I always feel like Barkley is just a clown next to Shaq. They're just bickering back and forth like to like a, like a married old couple. And that's, what's the best part about it. Not that he just knows his stuff. Yeah, that's fair. If they can get like someone to have like that type of relationship with, with Gretzky like on the broadcast too, that'd be awesome. Like, you know, I, I don't know um, who, who necessarily they could go for, but like, for example, you know, Marty McSorley was an old teammate, longtime friend of, of Gretzky. So if you get someone like him, he, you know, he's got more of an outgoing personality, you know, this old tough guy. Like, I think there could be some really good banter in between that. But if you're just, you know, throwing him in there and you're not giving him someone he's got already some kind of pre-built chemistry with, then it could be a bit stale. But if they're going to go out and try to hire Gretzky to do this role, they they wouldn't just set him up to feel like that. I really don't think. Yeah, well, who knows? It's TNT. It's a network that, you know, outside of basketball, I haven't watched, I think, ever. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But, hey, Chase, you could even get Mario Lemieux and they could just uh, talk about who's better and just be arguing back and forth. And eventually it just turns into a full-on MMA fight. And, like, th- I would get a kick out of that. And then the ghost of Gordy comes down and says, you guys are silly. I'm the best there is. And then they all agree. Yep. Agreed. Bobby Orr comes out and goes, hey, Gordy, I don't know about that. And then it's a smackdown between Gordy Howe and Bobby Orr. And it's just it just turns into all all chaos. And, you know, you know, what? actually, I like that idea. I like that <laughs> idea a lot. All right. I, I don't think that's going to be happening, but I guess you can root for it. 
All right, Chase, well, let's move on to a U18 tournament recap. And this is a one where the U.S. got bounced pretty early in Canada. They found quite some success. However, the brightest player in this tournament, at least in my eyes, was from neither team, but rather from Mother Russia. Yeah, I mean, he, he was given the MVP award for a reason. Uh, Mishkov had a just phenomenal tournament. I, I mean, th- this kid's really a, a special talent. We've talked about him briefly before, I feel like. If we haven't, then I'm, I'm sorry. But regardless, he you know, he's this 16-year-old kid out of Russia. He's a December birthday, so he's not going to be eligible till the 2023 draft. But he's just been dominating, you know, the top junior league in Russia. He, le- he led the league at 35 goals. As a 15, 16-year-old, just ridiculous. He goes to the U18s and is one of the younger players and goes and just dominates You know what he's done at literally every level. Uh, you know He's a special prospect. He's an Ovechkin-level type prospect. He might become a better NHL prospect than Ovechkin, honestly, because the things he's doing are incredibly impressive. Obviously, they're different kinds of guys because Mishkov's a smaller guy where Ovechkin was just a tank. But Mishkov, you know, he's got every bit of potential to do what Ovechkin has done in the NHL just in a different way. And Mishkov put up 12 goals. That's more points than everyone. He put up more goals than everyone else did points except for Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, and teammate Nikita Chiprikov. So that's pretty outstanding. They put up more goals than points than everyone outside of three players, one being your teammate and two being... Canada's best players and two of the top prospects to come out in 2022 and 2023 as well. Yeah. And like, we're going to talk about the all tournament team here in a minute. Um, but yeah, it just, it, re- it really is, you know, incredible, you know, like those names that he, like he outproduced because like Shane Wright is on track to become a top two, three player in the world that I mentioned. And it's like the, the fact that Mishkov just kind of, you know, honestly, he, he looked better. He looked like the best player in this tournament, I, I would say. And he ended up getting that recognition uh, it, it's just it's so exciting going forward. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's just run through some of the matchups to see what happened. So uh, making it out of Group A, you had Canada, Sweden, Belarus and Switzerland with Latvia being the odd man out. Group B, Finland, Russia, the United States and the Czech Republic as Germany was left out. When you go through the quarterfinals, you see Russia beat Belarus five to two. Canada takes out the Czech Republic 10 to three. Finland takes out Switzerland two nothing and Sweden takes out the U.S. five to two. Unfortunate to see the U.S. go out so early. But then when you move to the semis, you see Canada take out Sweden eight to one. Russia take out Finland six to five. And then when you look at the bronze medal game Sweden takes out Finland eight to nothing and then the gold medal game a very entertaining game with Mishkov Berdard Shane Wright all of those guys contributing on the score sheet as Canada takes the gold medal five to three yeah I mean impressive tournament by Canada impressive tournament by Canada as always I mean yeah they just run through everything like always and no surprise talented team but like honestly, at the U18 level, the U.S. has been like the most dominant of the of, the, of all the countries recently because they you know they play as a team year round. The, the U18 program, they're, they're always together, so they've had some more dominance. But at every other level of international play, Canada kind of reigns supreme. So it's no surprise, especially with the talent they have. Um, and you know the U.S. been getting bounced early this year. It's kind of a down year for U.S. players, and you know guys like Luke Hughes, they weren't playing in the tournament because of injury. So that's a shame, but really, I mean, getting all the way down to, to the gold medal game, it was a pretty entertaining 
uh, in tournament this year. Sweden ended up beating the hell out of Finland in the bronze game, so that that game was was underwhelming. But uh, it, it was it was it was still a, a pretty you know enter, entertaining tournament. It was great seeing these Team Canada guys. Um, you know they have so much talent. Just watching them dominate, and then you know I was just so happy that these young guys like like Mishkov and Bedard were able to come in and have the success. And it just proves why, at least in my opinion, World Juniors is my favorite, uh, I guess, country-based national hockey tournament. The Olympics is awesome, but when you don't have NHL players, it definitely lacks. Um, Hopefully, uh, the, the NHL players are playing in this upcoming Olympics, right? That's the plan. Okay, so it'll be better... In this upcoming Olympics, but in the last Olympics, obviously NHL players weren't in and it was meh where Chase and I huge prospect guys. So when you look at world juniors, you got U20s, U18s, you get to see absolute stud players like Mishkov, Berdard, Shane Wright and the U20s. You look at Trevor Zegras, Cole Caulfield and many others. So uh, I absolutely love world juniors and time and time again, it just proves to be the best national tournament. But Chase, let's talk about the nat or the uh, all tournament team here. I would have to assume that rain or the reigning MVP Matt Mishkov is most definitely on there. Do we also see Bedard or Shane Wright? We do. Which one do you think we see? Uh, I'm gonna go with Shane Wright. He had less games. So I'll read you from goalies down to forwards. Our goalie down to the forwards to the tournament team. So and that Sergey Ivanov and not not surprised he played fantastic for Russia. Uh, the the D group the D core is Brant Clark and Alexi Hemet. Hamil Salami, excuse me, geez, I, I struggle with his name. Um, but Brent Clark, he, he really improved his stock here at the tournament. He he played awesome. Someone I mentioned, you know, prior prior to the tournament, he could really come here and make a good case about being number one overall pick. And I think all he did was just play phenomenal hockey. So good for Brent Clark. And then the forward group, you got Samu Tumala, Matthew Mishkov, and Connor Bedard. So I I was pretty shocked that Tumala made the tournament or all tournament team over Shane Wright. I guess you don't want to load it too much with guys from the same team. But at the same time, you know, if, if they're the best players in the tournament, they should be on there. Because, I mean, I I would say, like, Mishkov won the MVP, you know, fair. But Shane Wright was the, the next best player by a mile. And Connor Bedard was also the next best player after him by a mile. So I think those three should have easily been the top three forwards. Yeah, and I, I respect the choice of going Bedard as he had 14 points as well as Shane Wright. Shane Wright had nine goals, Bedard seven. And Bedard is the younger player. He played more games, but I figured they would have gone Shane Wright, you know, five games, nine goals. That's pretty tremendous by him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm wrong there, but I'm a little surprised, kind of like you were. Yeah, and Shane Wright also, he set the record for Team Canada for goals in the tournament, getting that ninth goal, so so good for him. Um, it, it, it's just really surprising to see someone get that type of record and not make the all-tournament team. But it's not like Tumala wasn't deserving. You know, he, he had a fantastic tournament. He was fifth in scoring, played very well for Finland. And Mishkov was, what, only two goals off of the all-time tournament record tied from Ovechkin and Cole Caulfield at 14? Yeah, so Mishkov had 12, and yeah, the record is 14. So if he could have, you know, gotten four goals in that game, so he scored one in that game, right? Um, if he could have gotten four goals in that game, then he would have had the record for single tournament. Obviously, that's kind of far-fetched. But Mishkov has one more crack at this tournament. Next year is his actual age group in the 04s. So uh, odds are he'll be back, and if he is back, I mean, he's, he's a guy who could easily put up three points a game. And you said that the... 
all-time goal record over a career in U18 was 23 by Ovechkin, right? Correct. So with Mishkov sitting at 12 and him, we assume, to be even better next year in the U18 tournament, that's not a far-fetched goal by Mishkov whatsoever. We could see him crack that and then you know, make it to the U-20s and be absolute dominant there. And then we get to the, uh, eventually, the Bedard-Mishkov sweepstakes. I even saw a post, I don't remember exactly who it was by, um, but it was comparing Bedard and Mishkov and saying, is this the next Sidney Crosby-Alex Ovechkin rivalry? Uh, I gave you my thoughts in a private message, but let me hear your thoughts and then I'll share mine with the, the lovely listeners. No, I'm, I'm going to go with no, you know, because, like, f- first of all, I mean, it, it's different styles of plays. Like, Bernard and Mishkov are purely skill guys, and I'm obviously Crosby and Ovechkin are super skill guys, too. But, like, Crosby, his first year in the league, he took a lot of penalties because he was a hothead. He played physical. He, you know, he took cheap shots and stuff. Ovechkin plays extremely physical and stuff, too. So, these guys, you know, they had these hard battles, and even when they would play against each other, they, they would have, you know, you know, hard battles, too. They were also two different drafts, so it was battle of number one overall picks that just happened to come in as rookies together. Um, it's it's not going to be the same type of rivalry, but it's definitely going to be a rivalry because, you know, whoever goes number one is always going to have to prove that they're better than the number two, and the number two is going to have to try to prove that they should have went number one. So it's, it's going to be a fun rivalry, but I won't say it's like a Crosby-Ovechkin-level rivalry. And Crosby and Ovechkin are already guaranteed Hall of Famers. They are... One of the, I would say, top five all-time players ever in Sidney Crosby and the best goal scorer of all time in Alexander Ovechkin going up against each other as a rivalry. They played each other in juniors all the way up to the NHL, even played each other in um, in wild or yeah, wild card playoff rounds, Eastern Conference Finals, I believe. I They've just been so pitted against each other, and the narrative has been so good, going back and forth uh, with points, goals, all of that. So I just think that it is so far-fetched to compare two young players who look fantastic to guys who are already at the level of Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. So I think it's a stupid comparison. Uh, It can be a fun rivalry for sure, unless... The LA Kings draft both of them like they did in my NHL franchise earlier today. That wouldn't be a rivalry. They'd be teammates. Yeah, I know. I said it'd be a great rivalry unless. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, you you kind of caught out there. Like on my Skype call, so I had no idea what you, what you said there. I was like, okay, that, that's weird. But like, and, and they're, I don't think they're they're comparing. You know, whoever it was comparing Crosby and Ovechkin to like Bedard and Mishkov right now. Like Crosby and Ovechkin coming in, they like, no, they, they won. But they said, like they, are they, they going to have a rivalry on a similar level? And I'm like, no, there can be no similar rivalry because of how good these players are. There's no rivalry on that level or a future rivalry on that level. These guys are both top of the game. These guys are both top three players in the league. Like, I, I don't see it possible. Well, like when you're comparing at this point in their careers, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's very unlikely. But like just coming in as rookies, you know, it's more of a point to be made because like they were being like pitted against each other coming in as rookies. So like I understand it, but I still like wouldn't go that far either. Oh, okay. So here's the post. It was by Bardown. They said, could Mishkov and Bedard be the next Crosby and Ovechkin? That was it. They weren't actually talking about the rivalry itself. Oh, that's yeah, that. that. No, I, I don't like comparing superstar players. And these two guys have potential being superstar players. Just saying that Medard's the next Crosby or Mishkov's the next Ovechkin, 
I don't like saying saying that you know I, you, you can say that they're similar type of prospects or they they can have similar careers, but just saying they're the same players, you know, I don't like that. That's why I made sure to like specifically say I think Mishkov can be a better prospect than Ovechkin. Not saying he is Ovechkin because I mean it's just superstar players are so vastly different. They're all every superstar player is unique in their own way, so like you can't compare them. Yeah. And that's the tough part when you get those high-end comparisons. Like, I know a lot of people were trying to give out comparisons to Lafreniere, give out comparisons to Trevor Lawrence in this most recent NFL draft. And it's if someone's this special of a prospect, there is no comparison. His comparison is himself. So uh, I I agree with that point, Chase. But we're going to move on from this. Next episode, we're going to be looking at season awards. But for now, we're going to end it with hockey name of the day. Uh, scrolling down here, Chase, we've got a very nice Russian name here. Um, so we've got Arthur. I mean, why isn't there an H? It should be Arthur. We've got Arthur uh, Chuvilyev. So Ar- Arthur, yeah, you know, pretty much right. Ch- Chuvilyev is really all it is. So Arthur Chuvilyev, yeah. It's. It's weird to see, you know, the two wise like that, but it's something too complicated once you learn it. Where our, our boy Arthur is a 27-year-old Russian player playing in the VHL. Uh, not, you know, it's, it's like the American Hockey League of the KHL. I don't think he's played in a single KHL game in his career yet. So, you know, maybe he can get there one day. Uh, 27, you know, you're not going to say it's too likely. Uh, he's not really a special player down there in the VHL. But just just a kind of tricky name. It's really all there is to it. Nothing too fun about this guy. Yeah, Chevuliev. What? Chevuliev? Chevuliev. Yeah, Chuvilyev. Yeah, Chuvilyev. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a cool name. I like it. Um, I, I've talked about it before. I, I love Russian names. So Chuvilyev, I like that. But that's going to do it for the episode, Chase. Why don't you hit him with an outro and we'll get out of here. All right, as always, want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, support us that way. We'd really appreciate it. Not just us, but it's the network as a whole. You can get some exclusive content there. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Bulls broadcast, obviously, will be going through the season. Uh, so you make sure to keep following us and get our Tampa Bay updates and whenever we post new shows. The Hockey Podcast Network, say, you know, same thing. You can get just other news from other teams there. And WNP, we're on a little bit of a break there um, you know, coming up. So, you can still follow us, you know, make sure to be on the lookout for when we start recording again. It's not going to be anything too long, uh, you know, just a couple weeks, just kind of refresh and reset. But regardless, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, and please use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.